to another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Amen. My name is Jay Brooks and I'm your host for this daily devotional Bible study. I'm a Christian, a husband, a father, and a grandfather. I love Jesus and I love coffee, hence the name of this podcast. I have my Bible open in front of me in a nice hot mug of dark roast coffee, so I have everything I need to start my day. This isn't really about coffee, it's all about Jesus. I just drink coffee while I'm doing it, and I happen to love this song by John Waller. My wife and I met him two years ago this coming August at a free concert he gave at a church here in New England. We had a nice conversation, and he wasn't trying to get rid of us. He was genuinely interested in getting to know us a little bit. So check out his music, and if you have a chance, go to see him. I highly recommend it. He is a good Christian brother who loves Jesus and loves coffee, so that makes him my kind of guy. So let's get things started, shall we? Today, I will once again be reading from the ESV, English Standard Version, and I'm going to read John chapter 12, verses 20 through 36. Let's pray and get into the Word. Almighty God, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your Holy Word. Change us with your word because we desperately need to be changed. Speak to us through your word because we desperately need to hear your voice and reveal yourself to us from your word because we desperately need to know you. Amen. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever loses his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said, It had been thunder. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. 
Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. When you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. The word of the Lord. Amen. I find myself intrigued by these Greeks here. Have they come from Greece? Are they converts to Judaism? Did they hear about Jesus before they decided to travel to Jerusalem for the feast? Did they actually come for the feast? Were they just there to take in the atmosphere and see the grandeur of Herod's temple? How many were they? So many questions go through my mind about them. If I list them all, it could easily take up this entire episode of Jesus and Coffee, Amen. I know when I say to somebody, I would like to see you, one of my adult children, for example, I don't just want to get a look at them. I want to spend time with them, talk to them, enjoy their company. I think these Greeks want to do more than simply get a glimpse of Jesus. After all, they were in the crowd that went up to worship at the feast. If you have been with me for a while, then you should remember at the end of chapter 11, the large crowd in Jerusalem was wondering if Jesus would show up at the feast. These Greeks would have heard everyone talking about Jesus and wondering if he was going to show up. Was it just curiosity? Who is this man they say can raise the dead? Why do they want to kill him? I don't know the answers to these questions. I dare say nobody walking this earth knows either. You may be asking yourself right now why I am talking about this stuff if I have no answers. I can only tell you, as I have said before, this is my morning devotion. I brew my coffee and open my Bible and contemplate what I read. I read and read and read the words over and over and over again. And I see what I can find. I mentioned once before an article titled Agassiz and the Fish, which I will be happy to send to you if you email me and ask for it. J-E-S-U-S, the letter N, C-O-F-F-E-E, A-M-E-N, at gmail.com. The article is about a zoology student and his professor who taught him how to really observe things. I find it to be very helpful to me in Bible study. So, anyway, these Greeks go to Philip and very respectfully ask to see Jesus. Jesus tells Andrew, and they both go and tell Jesus. There is no further mention of the Greeks. Did they go with Philip and Andrew? Did they stay around? We don't know. I don't know. I know I would have gone with them, that is, to go see Andrew, and then go ahead and go to see Jesus. Imagine, if you will, being there in this large crowd, which is all abuzz, about this preacher who can raise the dead and give sight to the blind. Everybody is wondering if he will come to the feast, and then he shows up. The people are waving palm branches and shouting for joy. It is a big scene, and you know something special is happening. This is not just an ordinary man. The people are crazy about him. He is riding slowly into town on a donkey, and you know you have to get close to him. The crowd is so large you can't get near him, but you notice that within the crowd there seems to be some men who have arrived with him, and you think, maybe, if I talk to one of them, they can get me close to him. As the crowd begins to disperse, you see your chance. You approach one of the men who came to town with him. Excuse me, sir. It happens to appear to me that you are with the man who came to town on the donkey just now. Do you think I could get to see him? Gee, I'm not sure. Let's go ask Andrew. So you go with him and he asks Andrew. Andrew says, we should go up 
head, just ask the teacher. So you follow the two of them, and they, as they approach the man, they call teacher and tell him what you would like to see him. He then says something you don't quite understand, something that actually, as far as you can tell, has nothing to do with your request. Something about a grain of wheat and the hour and glory and life and death and servants and honor and somebody's father and a troubled soul and being saved and a purpose of some kind. You have a pretty good memory. Although you're a little confused now, you are sure you can remember it all once you get to a quiet place and collect your thoughts. Then you hear something else. It is like the loudest thunder you have ever heard. But there isn't a cloud in the sky. Other people in the crowd say an angel has spoken to him from heaven. Then he is speaking again about judgment and a ruler being cast out and being lifted up and drawing all people to himself. Somebody says something about the Christ. Who is this Christ? Then he says something about darkness and light and sons of light. You wander away confused and you find a quiet place and you sit and think about what he said. You begin to focus your mind and you concentrate on what you heard. What are you sure of? This man is different. He is like no one you have ever seen or heard before. He has a way about him that you can't quite describe. He said his soul was troubled, but he appeared to be extremely calm. His voice was like none you have heard before. It carried well in the crowd, yet he wasn't shouting. He certainly spoke with authority. He actually radiated an air of authority without seeming superior or standoffish. He also seemed to be a man with great power, but also gentle and kind. Of course, he would have to have great power and also be kind to raise a man from the dead. And his eyes, the look in his eyes, and the way he seemed to be able to see right into your soul. It was kind of eerie, yet it wasn't frightening at all. Actually, it made you feel calm and more relaxed than you have ever felt before. Now that you have been able to get away from the crowd and recall what you heard, you are quite sure of it. This man, even though he radiated so much power and authority in a way that is absolutely non-threatening, believes he is going to die soon. That's what the grain and the fruit and the lifting up was all about. Lifting up? Oh my! Is he going to be crucified? That is such a horrible way to die. Why would anybody want to kill a man like this? You want to get to know him. No, you have to get to know him. You set off to find him. And you look everywhere. You search the entire city and you can't find him. Nobody knows where he is. You have to find him. You don't completely understand all that he said, but now that you have collected your thoughts, you remember it all. You remember every word and you are overwhelmed. You want to follow this man. You want to be one of his servants and be where he is. You don't want to walk in darkness and at this moment you feel as though you have been walking in darkness for your entire life. And this man has just lit a gigantic torch. Yes, you want to believe, you want to follow, you want to be his servant, and you want to be one of those sons of light he spoke about. There is one more thing of which you are absolutely certain. You will never forget him, and you will never be the same again. Thank you for listening to Jesus and Coffee. Amen. And may God richly bless you.